Hello everyone, welcome to Teen Talks. Today we're going to be looking at some r slash entitled parents. This post was made by u slash loogie125. This happened five to six years in the second largest country in the world by land, Canada. Canadians, you rock! I'm from Thailand. I'll have to include the nationalities for context. I speak English and Thai fluently and a bit of Mandarin Chinese. This is important later. I went to a summer camp, which is basically English classes in the morning and activities in the afternoon. I chose to just go for the sake of a new experience, and it was really, really fun, except for these two days, which really soured my mood for the following week. Before that, I need to point out that I had bought a new bag for my figure skates, which was this solid steel suitcase which you can sit on, tried and tested. It can take the weight of two women as some ice rinks didn't provide you with seats to put your skates on. It has only two wheels, but it's cleverly designed so that it can climb stairs. While about to leave school on the way to Vancouver Aquarium, I was wheeling my bag behind me when I felt a tug on the handle. I looked back, and it was obvious from the way he was walking, E.K., 10-year-old Chinese boy, was more focused on talking to his friend than actually looking at where he was going and going the wrong way. He flips over my bag, which I try to pull to minimize the damage. Don't want him to impale his ribcage on my steel bag, which will hurt, and his hip takes most of the fall. I ask him if he's alright in English, and he laughs and completely ignores me. Continues to talk to his friend in Chinese. Looks like he's okay. I go on my day. Oh, I forgot to introduce the entitled chaperone. She's this complete mess of a woman going through her midlife crisis who is just yelling at kids, causing a scene, and also never brushed her teeth or bothered to use perfume. She came with a language school from China, which had most of the percentage of students in that school. Most of the kids barely spoke English, by the way. The savior of this story is the headmistress, who is a 50-ish Canadian lady in a wheelchair, who is super, super calm, and approved my bag for use in the school. Anyways, let's get on with the story. E.C. approaches me the next day, speaking in a calm voice, and tells me to follow her. I follow her, and see E.K. weeping his eyes out, having an outburst, which is a mixture of sadness, anger, and a whole bunch of other negative emotions. I end up thinking, what did I do to this kid? I asked the question, what happened? The response, E.C., you broke his phone. Me, what? How? Are you deaf? Something along those lines. Me, excuse me? E.C., you broke his phone. Yesterday, you broke his phone, see? Tells E.K. to show phone in Chinese. E.K. continues crying and making a scene. Me, can you tell me how I exactly broke his phone? E.C. You tripped him! You're so careless, wheeling your stupid bag around him! Look at him now! Look at him! He can't get his phone repaired here! It's a crappy Chinese phone! She didn't say crappy, but it was some brand I have never heard of before and haven't heard of since. Me. Stop shouting at me! I won't speak to you anymore! I'm going to the headmistress. If you won't let me explain myself, I'll let somebody else be the judge. Silently. Screw you. H.M. Hi, Bear O.P. What's up? Me. E.C. is saying I broke E.K.'s phone when tells exactly what happened, and there were many witnesses around me, including staff. At this point, E.C. found me. What are you doing? Me. The only students you are allowed jurisdiction over is the Chinese. I'm Thai. H.M. What happened, E.C.? E.C. 
the Thai butthole broke EK's phone. The whole time, I was looking at EC in her eyes, and I knew that if I said, I'll pay for the cost of a new phone, she would shut up. That was the look she gave me. Luckily, I was in Canada, and this mainland China, and if this was mainland China, I would be pretty screwed because of the culture over there, and me being a foreigner, I'm the scapegoat. HM, EK, what happened? He didn't even speak English. EC had to translate. EK, in Chinese, he broke my phone. It hurts all over. He broke my phone. I can't play my game anymore. I can't play. I can't play. Wah! EC goes on a ridiculous tirade towards me, which sounds barely believable. HM, look, if you're going to keep on insulting him, just go. OP, follow me to my office and we'll discuss. I follow her to her office, and she says, HM, Opie, I'll try to find the best solution. I think the insur- insurance will pay for the cost of it. I call them and give you the answer tomorrow. We do not contro- condone that sort of behavior ECU is showing. Opie, that sounds great. I hope I don't have to pay since it was either clearly an accident or his fault. I was thinking of lending my iPad to him, but I wouldn't trust him if he's being that careless. HM, I think it was just bad timing, but you're okay to still wheel your bag around. Just be careful for the next couple of days. He can still contact his parents through us. I go back the next day and receive good news. HM, the insurance will pay. They say it covers the damage to professional personal possessions, so you're cool. All I want you to do, though, is just apologize to EK. It's just a Canadian custom. She literally said that. Me, I think I can do that. I go over to EK, still crying, looking completely dead inside. I say a short apology to him, which I can't remember what I said, but I said it all in Mandarin. He was so angry at me, I think he tried to strike me. Anyways, I lost a bit of time, happiness, and a bit of light damage to my bag. One thing I couldn't believe EK, even from writing this story, is the fact that this kid completely is completely addicted to his phone. Like if he was parent died or something bloody heck don't raise your kid like that also i'm sorry if i said if i like had to repeat myself and stuff this is my first podcast ever so on to the next story this post was by you slash them cp let my child play with your rabbit for about 20 years i had pet rabbits not the same one at all the time they do have limited lifespans but one at a time for a very long time. One lived for 11 years. Three things to know as a preface. Rabbits all have distinct personalities. They are not a living teddy bear. They're all different. I had one, Marty, that was a little happy guy who loved to sit in my oversized shirt pocket and go everywhere with me, including to class in college. Another, Harvey, was kind of grumpy and really only wanted to be petted and played with once a week or so. Or he'd just ignore you and walk back into his cage and shut the door. And if you took him to a picnic, you had to make sure he couldn't get at the fried chicken. Yes, really. He was with me for 11 years. The one in this story, the animal formerly known as Rabbit, had a beautiful black coat that looked like velvet, and everyone wanted to touch it because it was so pretty. But he really didn't like anyone but me touching him and would snap at them if they did, especially his face. Rabbits have big teeth and can really cause damage if you make them want to. 
you can't pull a rabbit's ears. They have delicate muscles to move the ears with. If you pull the ears, you will almost certainly tear the muscles. At best, they'll never be able to move their ears normally as long as they live, and at worst, they'll die within hours of internal bleeding. If this happens, there's nothing that can be done for them. A rabbit has a low chance of surviving surgery, even on the remote chance you can find a vet willing to see one. Children always try to pull a rabbit's ears. Always. It's like it's hard-coded into them. You can say, don't touch his ears. They're delicate. And their little eyes glaze over and their jaws go slack and they try to pull his ears as if it's on autopilot. The second thing they always try to do if you've covered his ears with your hand so they can't pull his ears is touch his cheeks. At best, Bunny doesn't like that, but the one in the story would try to bite you if you did that. Anyone but me. He'd grunt, stomp, and push my hand out of the way with his nose. I've actually let blind, deaf, and mute adults pet my rabbit, and they were much better behaved than any child. They were all obviously thrilled to bits, too. You can let an adult touch your rabbit if you just cover his ears, and even my meanish one would allow someone to touch his back if I just distracted him so he thought it was my hand, but I didn't tell most people that. I had all my rabbits trained to sit on my shoulder, so I could and did take them out with me almost everywhere since I could trust that they wouldn't fall off and wouldn't go anywhere, and thus didn't even need a leash. For a long time, I was known around town as the guy with the rabbit, and Harvey and I even got written about in the Boston Globe when I took him to a civil rights march. Every time you leave the house with a pet rabbit, not in a carrier, at any hour of the day or night, even with entitled mommy within 150 miles magically appears and wants you to let their child pet your rabbit, they'll always ask sweetly until you decline because you don't want their child to kill your rabbit. Names not changed because I never knew them in the first place. Me. Just trying to walk home, two blocks away, in peace, at 10 p.m., a wild Karen appears. Karen, sweetly, can you let little Snotly pet your bunny? Little Snotly looks like he's about one in a stroller, playing with a toy in a stroller, and looks like he couldn't care less and hasn't even noticed. Me, I'm sorry, but no. Karen, suddenly snarling, why not? You're going to let, you're going to deprive little Snotly of this important experience and make him cry. Now, with previous rabbits, I would be hard-pressed at this point because I am uncomfortable lying and was uncomfortable asserting myself, so I'd reluctantly and meekly mumble something like, because it's my rabbit and I don't want him to, or because it's 10 p.m. and I want to just go home and sleep now. She'd snarl about it, and we'd have an ugly argument in which I was trying to desperately to be polite and not given, and Karen was yelling at me. I was about 20, so a 30-year-old Karen could still intimidate me. In one instant, she actually tried to block my way and snatched the rabbit off my shoulder, telling me that I didn't deserve to have him, and her baby, he was one of the older-looking ones and the only one without a stroller, did. I had to grab Harvey so my hands were on him, and she couldn't take him away, and I even... And even then, she didn't decide until I shoved my way past her. I probably was about 100% more than her Barbie-esque frames, so trying to block my way and steal my pet wasn't too smart, and ran home. This was pre-cell phone, or I wouldn't have called 911. 911.
I honestly didn't know if I knocked her over or not. I didn't stop to look. However, with my last rabbit, the animal, it was me because he bites. Truth. So it was easy for me to say. Karen, flying into a rage and leaping back as if a cobra has appeared, hiding behind Snotley's stroller. How dare you bring a dangerous animal in public? Little Snotley could have been injured. I'm going to call animal control and have it put down and you arrested. Me, you can you do that, lady. Though look at my little fluffy bunny bunny sitting on my bare skin and licking my nose and decide you're crazy and you'll be lucky if they don't cart you off into a mental hospital. Meanwhile, I'll call child services and tell them you insisted on me letting your child pet what you reported as a dangerous animal and they'd take him away from you. Karen dashes off in a huff. Sorry that was not a terribly satisfying ending, but it felt good to be able to do that and tell the truth at the same time. TLDR, Karen tries to demand I let her kid pet my rabbit who bites and then tries to make threats, end up leaving me alone under the threat of child protection services. Also, again, this is my first time ever making a podcast or ever doing anything like this. So, sorry, don't mind me if I'm making any mistakes while reading this story. And off to the next and final story. This post was by u slash 8bitgaming. Anime! It's for children! I wanted to share this story because it's quite funny, but it still has that entitled vibe to it. I was having a good time with my friends in the park, chatting and overall having a fun time before coronavirus. It was getting pretty late, so I had to go because I don't live next to my friends, so I had to take the bus home. Everything was fine until I got on the bus. Now that I think about it, the typical Karen Hare should have alarmed me to sit somewhere away from her. E.M. and her child, E.K. I sat next to them. The buses in that area had free Wi-Fi, and I wanted to watch some romantic anime, which is not for children, I must say, with my headphones. Somebody touched me, so I turned my head, and you would never guess who it is. It was E.M. E.M. Hey, what are you watching there? O.P. Me. I'm watching anime. E.M. That seems like a cartoon. Childish. OP, could you please leave me alone? I was quite annoyed because I had realized what is going on at that point. EM, it is clearly a cartoon. Let my son watch. OP, this is not for children, ma'am. EM, it obviously is. You just don't want to share. Pit, pity on you. Then I had an idea, which was kind of bad, but I couldn't stop myself. OP, sure. Why, sure. Why not? Your son can watch it. I hand over the phone with headphones. E.M. proceeds to give my phone to her son with my headphones. A few minutes passed, and, e- and E.K. says, Mom, why are those people hugged so strangely? E.M., let me see. You could probably guess what was happening in that scene. Evil smile. <laughs> E.M. quickly takes the phone from E.K.'s hand, and the headphones unplug, and I seriously thought that socket would break, but it didn't. Phew. E.M. You monster! How dare you show things like that to my child! The bus stops at Random Station, which is pretty close to my house. Opie, I said it wasn't for kids, Karen! I grab my phone and headphones before EM can respond and get it off the bus. It was the worst and at the same time best moment of my life for now. I told my friends about the story when I came home. We were laughing so hard and I loved it. P.S. 
EK wasn't being entitled. Hope I didn't ruin his life, but I'm pretty sure that he won't understand what was happening in there at his age. I think he was around three to four. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Please be sure to check out Anchor.fm, which I personally use to make this podcast. And I will be posting every two days. I'll see you guys next time.